1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com backslash A-H-T-T. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. From the Gotham Podcast Studio Ain't Hard to Tell Podcast, episode one hundred and two. Dexter Henry, Brian Fonseca in the building. What's up, man? I've never worn my hat like this and you haven't said anything. Uh who wears their hat like that?
0: I don't know. Hipsters,
1: kinda? This yeah, is kinda this Joe, is Joe Joe I've seen do he, that he, a couple of times. He's done that, yeah. I yeah. just
0: like I just tried it and you know, it's kinda comfortable. It's not gonna go anywhere. I,
1: if it, every time people do that, I'm my like,
0: hairline's already start. Like I already see the beginning of the very end. Like oh, I already see that, the very that, beginning. That. so I got I got like another good five years. Yeah, I think ref- you yeah, got more than that. You think so? Yeah. yeah, yeah Well, I you're thugging more it more out. You're thugging it out.
1: That's not a good thing. You're- <laughs> Although I've cut, I'll talk about some of this. Well, you're fine. You're fine right now. Yeah. You're yeah, not. Yeah. You're not. You
0: know. Um, I don't. Not Stephen A. Because he's kind of figured out a way to like rock it. But
1: <laughs> high, but yeah. Other a but problem, you don't want to get to that point. No, I don't. Are you one of
0: those people that think that your head is shaped too weird to be bald? Because I think you can do the bald. No, no, no.
1: I think I can, I'll be fine bald when I when it when it happens. I used to think that. When you cut your hair as low as I generally do, you kind of see it. You're like, no, 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 it's going it's to be fine. I've seen Stephen A. complain about
0: this. He complained about it when he did the Oh, I think with... I
1: think that is his problem, that he <laughs>
0: knows that his head is probably shaped a little bit. He doesn't see it. <laughs> it's like squarish almost. Yeah, I, I get it.
1: I think LeBron has that same issue too.
0: But he, I think he'll be fine, man. I think LeBron will be fine. Like He doesn't think so. Clearly not. He's yeah. trying everything in his power to, you know.
1: But see, my problem with the people wearing a hat the way you do it looks like you're in this struggle between I want to fully wear it and I don't know if I want to wear it. And I'm just like, "Yo, well, will just take it off." You know what?
0: Cuz it in this room um like it's a cool temperature and I'm good. I just want to sort of let it let not, it gangstyle like Not this.
1: my thing, but if people like rocking it like that, I don't really I wouldn't
0: know. do it outside though because, you know, there's wind, it's going to blow and things like that, and that. That just doesn't make sense. It just seems like But for the for just me sitting in this room you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not On a scale of 1 to 10 in terms of fashion, I'm probably a 3 at best. But, you know, just, you know what I'm saying? Just got to be honest with yourself. That's that's <laughs> fair. That is fair.
1: All right, w- w- what we're going to do today is something we've done before. Uh, we did this last year. We said we'd do it a couple more times. We'll try to do it more and more as we can. And then we're going to get into some real shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it's going to, yeah. So it's going to be half and half. But we're going to kick this off. This is going to be the unpopular hip-hop opinions episode volume two we did it last year where we brought out some of our unpopular hip-hop opinions of you want to call them hot takes you can things that we think most people don't won't agree with us on in terms of hip-hop and we discussed them so um do you want to, you want to kick this off with your uh, with, with your unpopular
0: hip-hop opinion I think I think yours are spicier than mine today I don't know if it's mine did we talk spicy. about
1: eminem's discography last time I can't remember I don't think we did Cause I'm looking through it right now, and I'm like, "Go!" I would you. I feel like we might be on the same wavelength with this. Okay, is it not? Are you is your point that it's not as good as people say that it is? It's definitely not
0: Kanye West, neither. But we don't have to. We don't have to get into that. No, no, no.
1: See, Kanye West's first three albums are pretty damn.
0: Good. I know, and he's had a bunch more.
1: Yeah, but the problem is the difference between to me, him, and Eminem is he has those. I don't even think. Eminem oh no no no! I'm like
0: taking that. Kanye's discography. Over oh yeah, Eminem's. okay. I no no no, for I sure. Yeah, that's for not. Sure.
1: Let's be clear, folks. We are not saying that Kanye is a better rapper than Eminem. No, see, I think that's we know that. See, We're talking about body of work in be- discography. Because
0: if you're talking about just straight rapping, Kanye is probably not in the top 100 dudes ever.
1: Nah, but that's, just straight rapping. Kanye is a Kanye is. But in, before, but in he's music, hip hop artist. Yeah, yeah.
0: He's not a great rapper. Yeah. Thank well, he's not a great hip hop artist today. But anyway. Uh, He was, that's fair Yes, uh, go ahead, your point Infinite, Slim Shady LP Infinite, I mean, you know, that's the rapidy rap The really underground Like, I liked that album when I was 15 And now now that I've grown up, I'm like, eh You know what I'm saying
1: Well, see, that'll get to something else That'll tie into one of my popular hip-hop opinions Because I feel like this is maybe for a larger discussion at another time on another podcast. I'm always here for larger discussions. But wh- how you feel about music as you age and you age with hip-hop, because I go back to stuff, and that's going to be one of my points in this is an album I'm going back to that, to me, I think people hold in high regard, but oh, I do not, oh it does my not God. age that well with me. Oh, so I'll if is the it. album, I think it is, and this is going to be very interesting. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and Brian and I haven't Cause discussed Because you mentioned these. the artists off
0: air. And, oh, yeah. oh okay, 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 we gotta get to that yeah. Infinite, Infinite <laughs> that's an album that's in that category I feel differently about it now I feel differently in general about the rapidy Rap stuff About some of it, because now I'm like Yes, I want you to be able to rap well Because bars over everything, you know how I do But you gotta be able to make songs I agree, that's where I am This has always been my issue with Crooked Eye Talented as he is But I remember when Slaughterhouse formed I was hyped because I was already a Joel Ortiz fan you know what I mean? I was right. already a big Joe Budden fan. I was already a Royce the five Nine fan. I wasn't so familiar with Crooked Eye, and I quickly learned why. Didn't have much of a discography. And then when he started putting out projects, you know, that, that I guess changed a little bit. But for the most part, like, yes, I would say that the other three guys could make records, especially Joe Budden. And now Royce the five five Nine man. has gotten a lot yep. better with that, too. Yep. Uh, and even Joel Ortiz's last yeah. couple of oh, yeah. projects been, with uh, Apollo yeah. Brown yep. and his last solo project. But Crooked Eye wasn't that, necessarily. He is the—he—
1: can rap as good as any of those dudes yeah. but doesn't know how to make songs. But I, which I will say, if this is where you're going, I do think has something to do with Eminem and I've always felt that way. But go ahead, continue. Slim Shady LP, Marshall
0: Mathers LP, Eminem Show. Some people will say the first three major, uh, best first three major releases ever. Some people will say that. I disagree. I strongly disagree But that. I do think that's a very strong first three albums. Is it? In particularly the last two. Is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, no. It, what, what's the classic in there? Eminem show. Eminem show is a classic. Wow,
1: M- Eminem show is a classic over Marshall Mathers LP.
0: That might be also. I don't, I don't think, think. I don't do think. Not, I don't think some shady. Is. I do not. I agree. But with some that. people will say all three is. And no. No. I don't. I, I don't, think there's an argument that all three aren't. I don't know if I'm gonna vehemently argue back, but. M and M also the problem with M M is the problem with Beyonce is the problem with Kanye West and the problem with some of these other big artists is where they have these group of stands. Kobe Bryant has oh, this. Okay. Nicki Minaj has I get this. What you're going with they this. have these group of stands that you can't tell them anything. You can't tell them any sort of constructive criticism because, like, yo, if you tell me that you thought um, Freddie Gibbs' last project was weak, not Bandana, but just in general, a last project was weak, right? I wouldn't. I wouldn't be like yo, you know, whatever, really, whatever, really. No, it depends on the project. Like when you said you weren't that crazy about Freddie, I was like, yeah, I could uh, see that. I, I like it. Yeah, I didn't but like, it, you know, it was. I didn't like the I didn't it. put it in my top albums. Yeah, you know but what now, I'm saying. But, but I,
1: but was I'm not one. I'm not a hater. I just listen to music same and I judge with, it. Same thing and with Nas. I, but I love, I love Bandana. Yeah, it's like there's so.
0: there's a level at which there's a level at which you could defend the people you like, but you know, you so gotta, it, and then after that, it's where it falls off a cliff. The Eminem discography. Well, see, it's
1: funny because I actually think one of Eminem's better albums is actually in the latter part of his discography, which is Recovery. I think that's a very underrated I album. I can't stand Recovery. That's crazy. <laughs> you know Because I, I think, you know what? A popular hip
0: hop opinion? I think that's one of the most overrated albums this decade. I don't think it's highly rated I enough. Think, I think, no. I, think, I
1: remember, You know why? I here's why. I so now think, we got one. I, I told you I was going to come up with something. I, I actually feel like <laughs> that album has some of Eminem's best song making because that's what Eminem's the artist I think that actually lacks gonna, in that people love the Rapidly rap this track, rap list, stuff. This
0: track list is whack recovery yes yo you I'm I'm out I'm looking at it, it now cold wind blows good song oh god and I like Just Blaze too but I just don't care for the hook and then talking to myself with Kobe Bryant didn't care for that <laughs> it's not Kobe Bryant I know but Kobe right uh, on fire uh,
1: won't back down very overplayed white trash party that song is awful how here's the thing I think about this album I think for you. I think this album has too much of a light sound for your life You don't think I like light music Yo, no, come on. You don't. It's not aggressive enough, which is, no, gonna be, no. which is going no, to go, not- which is going to go which is going to go into my first popular opinion. It's I
0: like aggressive. there's there is like light music. I'm a big Alessia Cara fan. How are you
1: going to do this to me? Do you like love the way you lie? You hated that song.
0: Oh, no, that song was okay. I just got tired of it because you know why I don't like that song actually now that I think about it. I knew you didn't like it. What a shot. I like Rihanna on it. The problem is Eminem and just he's rapping way too aggressively on that. And the flow that was when he was doing the annoying flow, the forever flow on every single beat. Forever works on forever, but then he was doing that all the time
1: everywhere else. I like this. This album's going through changes, not afraid. Cinderella oh, not man. afraid
0: is another one I got very tired of. But I don't hate the song. Though. It's a really good song. I don't hate the song. It's kind of um, cheesy. Not but, afraid. Yeah. No, I like it. Love the way you lie. You never over. No it. love with Little Wayne. I like. Yeah, th- 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 there's a- space Cinderella man. Twenty five to life. Oh, so Cinderella bad. man is good,
1: man. What are you talking about? So
0: so bad. No, no. no. I was going. Oh, because twenty five. Uh, it's just so bad. I mean, okay. Um, because that's not a great Doctor Dre. Uh, touch me, up there. T- me, no. Uh, Almost famous Love the way you lie You're never over You're never over Nah man
1: The album's a little too long It's like a
0: 5 out of 10 to me at best The
1: album's I'll give a little bit more than that The album's a little too long I think the problem is But there are some songs Where I felt like he actually Had some good subject matter Cause that matters to me too When I'm looking at albums That matters to me too But so does execution Subject matter Good structure to songs It was probably some of the better I'd seen from Eminem sometimes Eminem songs are all over the place. And that's why I don't hold the Eminem show and Marshall Mathers and the Slim Shady LP as high as some other people do. I think Marshall Mathers is good. Another album that's a little too long. I, that's kind of in my tier of overrated classics, which is something I'll get to a little bit later. There are overrated classics. And I think that's that doesn't mean I understand the impact of the album and I, I have no problem with somebody calling the Marshall Mathers LP a classic. But I think it's a little bit overrated.
0: I don't want to spend too much time on some of the other albums, so I'm not going to pull up the discography. But we could agree that Relapse is not. Honest, oh, no. no. Now I would say this: Relapse is an album that I kind of liked when it came out when I was 15. I did it, and then quickly Maybe it's I wasn't 15. Quick, <laughs> but like, not 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 the whole, not the overall album. But let me let me let me let me just find that track list. There's nothing on the album I would want to go back and listen to. There's nothing. nothing on the album that I have gone back and listened to. There you go. I will say that much. There's nothing I'd want to go back and listen to. At the time, there were th- now there were songs that I found kind of funny, like taking my ball because it was just kind of ridiculous. I don't even think that was on the album. Ooh, I think that that's, was an extra. That would be an absolute skip. That beat is hilarious. Hell- I do like that beat though for some weird reason. I, I, was I I'm looking
1: at this right now,
0: 3 a.m. My mom insane. Bagpipes from back. <laughs> This album could have been really nah, offensive to a lot of people. I'm, a, um,
1: I, I'm actually going to say, yo, I... We made you. Shout out to Lisa Ann. There is nothing. I, I got that. <laughs> there is nothing. Yeah, there's nothing like here I want to listen to. Nothing.
0: Beautiful was okay. I thought that was probably the best song on there. But even so, it was like kind of... Like when Eminem sings too hard, I just, I just you know, I just, eh. You know what I mean? Like it's just... But then when you go, when you go after... Here's the thing. Now when you go after Marshall Mathers LP, right, you have Encore, which is – that's what normally gets panned by a lot of people. Um, that had some decent songs on it, though. Relapse, Recovery, Marshall Mathers LP 2, which you did not like. No. I think that's the one with Rap no. God on it.
1: Yeah. No, I did not like that album. Revival. Oh,
0: boy. Whew. And then Kamikaze. woo boy. They're like – listen – I don't want to hear people talk about Nostradamus if we're not going to talk about Eminem's discography. Because I could argue easily that he has three albums worse than Nostradamus. Yo,
1: that's a really good question for this topic. And, podcast. and if we're
0: talking about all-time discographies, for, that matters because those are two for, dudes that are usually up there. For,
1: first of all, let's go for the record and say this. Nas' discography is way better than Eminem. It's not even close. It's probably the best ever. It's not. It's but arguable. It's close. But yeah, arguable. Oh, yeah, it's up there. To no, be no, 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 no. But that's what I'm saying.
0: It's usually people are gonna say. Is, no. is, people, I would think. I would think most hip hop fans yeah, would go I, okay. Nas, Jay Z, and Con- whatever order. Whatever. Nas, Jay Z, Kanye, and I. Some people are putting Little Wayne up there too now, which is interesting. Mm, no, I
1: put Kendrick before that. Before that, dude I, now. Kendrick is probably after Nas, Jay Z, um, and he might be. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I know Big only got two albums. On slugging like, percentage, you could argue Kendrick is number one. <laughs> yeah, you could. Yeah, I'm, let and J. Just, Cole's up there too. Yeah, um, he's up there now. What I'm going to say is Eminem. Eminem, is relapse worse than Nostradamus? Probably. Probably. But see, you it's know, definitely more if, offensive. If, if I'm being honest, if I'm being honest, what I'm saying is Nostradamus hurt me more, <laughs> it hurt my soul. Because I am a Nas <laughs> fan Like I remember See listening... I experienced that album differently Because it came out when I was five Yeah And see, I kind of went back to it A that's little bit later. For you. I was listening to that album As a 16 year old Hoping for the best And <laughs> you know Understanding that I Am was eh And then here You know it was okay I, was I like, Am man. is underrated it's... man
0: I am underrated album. I think it's rated fairly where it is.
1: No, I think I, I don't think, think it's great. I don't think it's bad. I don't I think
0: even it's, think it's one of Nas's best projects, but I think it's a solid project. I it's think solid. Th- there's I, definitely it's some. It's solid. It's
1: too many tracks. It needs to be cut down, but Wh- it's
0: one to ten, what are you giving it? Seven. Okay, I would have gone eight. Yeah, I'll give it a seven. Okay, so we don't um, we don't There's songs that again.
1: are really good. There's some songs that are really
0: bad. He has he has three with, of his he has probably three of his best songs on that album.
1: Is. But I think that's where what, what we're going is personal feeling. Relapse well, music is entirely relapse. Protective. Relapse is worse than Nostradamus. I would agree with that. I think that just Nostradamus hurts me more <laughs> because I'm a Nas fan. Like when I heard it, I was like, Nas, why did you do this? Um hmm. Revival is worse than Nostradamus. I, I, I would happen to agree with that.
0: Walk on water. Oh my God. You need to hear Joe Budden talk about Walk on Water. <laughs> I heard that. I heard
1: that. I heard him talk about it. So oh, all man. right, so, so what's your your unpopular hip hop opinion on Eminem is what?
0: Uh that his discography is just generally rated way too highly, and that I think recovery is one of the most overrated albums of the of this decade. I don't think recovery is highly rated. I think, I think it is. No, I think it is. I think it, I think it was.
1: I I mean Reco- but recovery is better than relapse. It is better than revival. It is better than those albums, and it's not even close. It's much better than I those guess. albums. I mean, I guess. I think it's I think I think it's they're, they're not terribly apart. It's better than Marshall Mathers, LP2. It's ter- better than.
0: Not, see, but this is what I'm saying. Like, all those albums is not terrible. Nas.
1: Your point is that the bar isn't high. For
0: all the criticism that Nas gets, and even Jay Z gets, let me defend Jay Z a little bit because people don't think that I defend him enough for whatever reason. But even when you're looking at discographies, they don't have a string of that many misses together. That, if you're going with Eminem, well, if you're not, if you're not including recovery because you think recovery is good, yeah, right but there's a whole bunch of misses around that. But then that. after, but then before that is relapse, and after that is Marshall Mathers LP two, revival and Kamikaze. Let me say this: I should have prefaced all this by saying Eminem could arguably out rap out anybody ever, right? We're talking about just straight yeah, but rapping. We're, but,
1: we're, but now we're talking about making albums. But this
0: is this is why we had the discussion we had earlier. Right. And when we're talking about just albums, it's just it's just.
1: In terms of rapping ability... Half of it's good, Eminem, half of it's not. Yeah. The discography. In, ter- in terms of Eminem's ability, rapping ability, Eminem's probably one of the best I've ever heard in terms of rapping ability. Yeah. In terms of executing and making good albums. I That's that's to me why he's not in my top five and probably this is going to hurt some people, not in my top ten. Because when I'm judging rappers, it's about not just how you rap, but your ability to make albums, make songs you, that people connect with. And a lot of stuff with Eminem too, I think that's the part for me. I just didn't connect with a lot of the stuff that he was saying. With like, I'm not really trying to tie my girlfriend up in the trunk and all that <laughs> stuff. So that just never really connected with me. Doesn't mean I don't think he can rap. It just that's not my thing. Like top ten rapper, not top ten artist. That's it. I'm fine with that. Yeah. All right, my first unpopular. Come on, movie. come on. This is what I'm waiting for. I don't know. What oh this. man. Here, it just kind of goes something you said. It's something I think is overrated in hip hop a lot, and I'm realizing it the older and older I get. Aggression aggression in hip-hop is overrated <laughs> now we know you love some aggression well, but hold on because you're gonna misrepresent me here no i'm not <laughs> you love violence you like aggression. i don't think that, i don't think okay go ahead just go ahead look just go aggression ahead. in hip-hop is overrated people love how hard it sounds like somebody spits how aggressive they can come on the track but it, what does that really mean if we go in terms of back to what we were saying before if you can't make saws, I don't disagree. I've heard a lot of dudes where they've been spitting really good, but until I can see the saw making ability, I'm not impressed. I think one of the classic examples of this, and this brings up another long standing debate, is TakeOver versus Ether. Oh, boy. This is, people— is, Wait, is this your—is your—is this one of your unpopular hip-hop opinions? No, no. My unpopular hip-hop opinion is aggression hip-hop. Oh, I was going to
0: say, are we going to get into to TakeOver? We're not going i right I'm
1: not going to— But what I'm going to say is I think one of the reasons some people really like Ether over TakeOver is they love the aggression that Nas came with on the track. And I think that's wildly overrated because they tend to not look at what Nas was actually saying, which sounded like a bunch of childish insults, as opposed to Jay, who was actually bringing facts to the table— in any other argument, facts would matter, but for some reason in hip hop, we love to elevate aggression at this high level that uh, I don't think actually matters.
0: I will push back a little bit and say I think because this is what I've heard generally, what I've seen people say, and I, I would say maybe part of that is true, but part of it is also timing, and I do think timing is everything. And the timing of it was Nas was dead, what's going on? Jay Z's killing him, and then boom, he came out with Ether out of nowhere, and you know.
1: But 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 is it re- here's? This is what I would ask people. I don't want to get into this whole Ether thing. Me neither. Do but... you really? And people can send us comments, messages back. Do you really want to go back and listen to Ether as a stand-alone song? I've done it. You know why? You know why? I've done it in the gym. You know why? What do you, mean? you know why? You love some aggression. <laughs> but, I know, don't like. I like Takeover too because I like that Jim Morrison, the Door sample. Yeah, I, first of all, that's also a uh, huge to my point. I think Takeover is just a way better song, sonically, musically, everything. I just think it is, and I think that's the reason I listen to that more as a standalone than I go back and listen to Ether. I no, don't listen to either one that much. Neither do I. Because they're both they
0: both made songs together after that and that whole thing's like Is you that know. I, right? We like, I remember we're not those people standing on those Remember what hells? I said last time? I think we did it last time on this uh uh uh, uh unpopular hip hop opinions I think the first time we did. I was like, "Yo guys, you can like Nas and Jay-Z." Yes. Which <laughs> which I which is I a do. problem because I'm on Twitter and I see Nas fans arguing with Jay-Z fans and I'm like, "Yo, why ha-
1: Y'all can enjoy both of them. Yeah, but people do the same thing nowadays. You know what? This is another unpopular opinion. You don't have to pit artists of different styles against each other and don't think they both can be great. People try to do that a little bit sometimes with Kendrick and J. Cole. Yes. I've seen people try to do that with J. Cole and Drake. Kendrick and Drake, there's always this kind of try crossover You can like them all. and yeah. think they're all talented for all different reasons, even though they bring different things to the table.
0: You know where this is really a problem is people do this with women. Because they think that you could only like one yeah. and not the other. Yes. Like, oh, if you're a little Kim fan, you can't like Foxy Brown. You can't like Lauren. Or Hello. you can't like Rhapsody and Jean Grey. Right. Like,
1: oh, or, or, or usually it's the, it's the cross differences, right? The more conscious, fully clothed women we yeah. try to put in this one box. It's like, I can like Rhapsody and I also can listen to some Meg Thee Stallion. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, Do it, you listen to Meg Thee Stallion? I don't really bang with Meg Thee Stallion like okay. that. I, was I like, like to look at. I like to look at Megan <laughs> Thee Stallion. I'll say that. I, here's a yo, Meg Thee Stallion. This is, this is the thing I'll say about Meg Thee Stallion. I think she can rap. I think Meg Thee Stallion can rap. Yeah. I think she needs to diversify her content, but she can rap. Yeah. There's no, there's no bug in that. And so that's why I find her listenable. Like popular hip hop independent Stone is out I like Meg Thee Stallion more than I like Cardi B. I rock with her more than I do Cardi B. I don't B. disagree at all. So, but you could also like both of them, and yes.
0: there are times where I like Cardi B. Me, right, like, that's not me saying I
1: did. Right, and I can like Rhapsody, <clears throat> who I think is the best woman rapping out right now, maybe ever. Right, maybe. Nah, ever. she ain't Laura Hilly. but I'm not gonna go. there. Oh, whoa, well, go whoa, well, yeah, but but but, I mean, she, but but maybe since her, I will find. Yeah, I'll find yeah, 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 that. yeah, yeah. I like her, and but I if somebody if somebody plays. Like that new Meg Thee Stallion song with Sierra, like, yo, I like that song. Mm-hmm. I can I can get down with that. So you can like both. And there ha- there can be room for women who maybe are doing a little bit more turn-up music or more, I know when people want to say stripper-style music, which I think is boxing them in a little bit too much, and I don't like that. Yeah. But there, there's a reason for women who want to talk about their body and their sexual prowess, and some people want to talk about some more conscious stuff. Guys, you can listen to it and enjoy both. Yeah. It's fine. You can listen to all the music you want. Yeah. And, and this is also my problem with sports is
0: you know, you have to be a LeBron fan or a Kobe fan. You have to like or hate Luca. You have to like or hate James Harden where it doesn't necessarily have to be that way, but people but social media
1: has kind of contributed to this argument culture and yeah. people just want to get at it. Yeah, all like the time. like like we you and I had this conversation. We were at a place with a bunch of people like uh what was that earlier this year when we were talking about James Harden and I've always got the vibe from you That this is just going into a tangent that kind of ties into an unpopular opinion. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's an unpopular opinion that people dislike James James Harden's game. I think that's actually kind of more common than we actually think. And I think there's players that actually think, yo, it's wild corny. It is. But it doesn't mean, and I'm defending Brian on this, you can dislike James Harden's game, but also be like, Yo, man, but he's like a dope scorer. He can oh no, score. he's great. He's great. He's at one of the five best
0: scorers right now. Yeah, but I, probably but he, you've ever seen. But he's but, also my least favorite star to watch. And in that, the NBA. T-
1: those two things can be true. Yeah. It can exist, and it's fine. So whenever you've said it, I've never been like, oh man, yo, we James Harden hater. Like it's just like, yo, I don't enjoy watching that style of basketball, but I understand like dude's dope and crafty at what he does, and that's yeah, still fine. Dope in terms of being effective and efficient. And what he does—that's yeah. just it. All right, your what's your popular hip hop opinion number two? Mm, I got into a bunch on the first one. <laughs> yeah, you did. You want me to go again?
0: <laughs> I, I, got, yeah. I, got, I got one. We talk... do, do we want to do we want to finish the Kanye uh, discography discussion? No, we don't have to. Okay. 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 I mean, <laughs> Fair we, enough. <laughs> so, so,
1: so Brian, Brian and I spoke about this on the phone a little bit ago.
0: I want to react
1: to this one. Yeah, I don't think you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> this has to do with Nas. Wait, really? And this has to do with a song and album that I think we both will regard as classic. Album stillmatic, I think. Oh, God. Nas's Rewind. Okay. Is an overrated and gimmicky song. Okay, and? What do you mean and? It's you a, love it. That song is
0: fire. Like, is it? Is it? <laughs> because the con- the concept is very difficult, man. Like, because yeah. at, at that time. Here, oh, let me preface by saying yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Like, at that time. 2001 we're talking about just people weren't people weren't doing that i'm sure that if that was a thing at the time he probably wouldn't have done it but since you know rapping backwards essentially
1: okay see you said something right there you're like it's difficult people haven't done it time matters we both of us here we have nas in our top one we think he's one or two best rappers right yes. can we agree on that yes right i think? have him one you have him too that's right we have a highly skilled yes right the reason this discussion came up between Brian and myself is because The Game, West Coast Rapper, did a rewind two on his recent album. Oh, I have an unpopular hip-hop opinion. Okay. On <laughs> <laughs> his recent album. Speaking of The Game. And he did it. And this, what Brian just said, and I quote, that nobody's doing it at a time is very difficult to do. And I think the question then arises, is it really that difficult to do if The Game also did it? Wow. Wow, the game, is yo, the game crap, man. He's not Nas. I know that, but the game is really good. He, he just does boneheaded shit. For Nas a is a, all, we agree, Nas is an all-time <clears> great. <throat> the game ain't him. Is he close? To, is he close to Nas? We're putting Nas at God level. Is he close to God level? No. And I'm, I'm not. Where I'm is not, Game? I'm not huh? saying Game is trash, because I like it. Game is a really good rapper. Yeah, everyone, but if Game could do it, and I'm not saying, is it, let me be clear. It's not like I'm saying, uh. You know, Soldier Boy could do it, okay? Yeah. But the game could do it. Doesn't that kind of devalue Nas doing it? No, because Nas uh, laid out the blueprint. All
0: game had to do was follow it. Uh, uh, again, it's not that impressive. The game does it. The beat was fire, too. But, you know, it was a remake. But it's, I, I still get it. Like, I... I I don't know, man. I th- I would, but I also think the game is one of the best West Coast rappers, probably ever. Like, he's, oh, I don't, he's, I don't, I don't, just like he's that. Uh, and I don't know where that necessarily puts him. But everybody was making top fifty lists not too long ago. Game would probably be in my top fifty somewhere.
1: I think he probably hit <laughs> yours. Maybe. Probably, I got to think about that. <laughs> top fifty lists are just way too long and ridiculous to do. <laughs> I don't even know what. Yo, unpopular hip hop opinion: Stop doing top fifty lists. Yo, you want to keep that joint at like 20 to 25? Cool. Anything over that, I don't even like when people do top like the top hundred NBA stuff, don't care. As, uh, don't um, care past um, 25. Unpopular hip hop opinion since I just remembered it. Uh Uh-oh. game's most recent project might be his best ever. <laughs> I think you're absolutely out of your mind. <laughs> L- Yo, let me let me set let me set the scene on this. Brian texted me this. <laughs> And then I had a drive up to Albany, New York. and, and I, He
0: almost crashed his car looking at his phone because I, I said Born to Rap might be better than documentary. No, no,
1: you, no, no, you texted me that before the drive. So it was the day before. <laughs> oh. So then I drove. I was I trying said, to go for the funnier And sword. I said, no, I don't want to. Try. <laughs> Trust me, it was snowing. I would have almost crashed. Um, I listened to the album... And I was already skeptical, and I don't like going to stuff like
0: that. Here's why I was skeptical. I wasn't going to listen to it until I heard Joe Budden and Rory and Maul and Parks talk
1: about how good the album was, and Joe Budden doesn't like game at all. It's good. It's way too long, and that was my concern with it being better than documentary. The production's not as good as the documentary. It's good. The production's good. It's actually probably what carries the album more. There's some songs where, like, the hook work isn't good. There are way too many features. It is not better than the documentary. You're bugging. I think you're being a prisoner of the moment. I think it's maybe, good, Maybe. I and you know,
0: good. I'm, you know I'm normally not, but I really sat and thought about it. But I was like, look, here's the thing, right? There's something to be said for, yes, this is your first big album you're gonna come out with a level of hunger that you're probably not gonna be able to match down the line unless some things happen in your career. There's also something to be said for, this is your last album, and you've gone through a lot emotionally. I think the subject matter here to your point earlier, kind of matters when you're comparing this to any of his other albums because he does have the song about his brother and their feud that his brother has since responded to and whatever's going on there. He does have the Nipsey Hustle tribute and he was one of the guys that Which was, was close a really good song. He was one of the guys that was close with Nipsey Hustle. So I think when you're weighing in subject matter also, that sort of matters. And this is why I think Doctor's Advocate is also a really good game album and these are his top three documentary
1: i i doctors would advocate. i have no problem if somebody wants to put it third i do not think it's better than doctor's advocate i do not think it's better than documentary the subject
0: matter in doctor's advocate is very strong and listen this is someone me me we're talking about me now i'm someone who bought both the documentary and doctor's advocate probably shouldn't have because i wasn't really of age for that kind of music but i had those albums so those albums especially doctor's advocate i can you know that that's something that's very very important to my childhood let's say right Especially my middle yeah, school days. Yeah, I, I just was I, I this album, it's bro. Too, it's
1: too long, man. Listen, all 20, right. I'm sorry. There's you know, here's an unpopular hip hop opinion. Ain't no 25 track album classic, <laughs> right? Hip hop artists make albums that are way that's, too that's, long. Look, they, that's fair. I dare anybody tell me I'm over 16. tracks. I will sit with
0: it longer. But listen, to me, this is top three game territory, and probably not that. There. I'm fine. Is it better than documentary? No. Okay. All right. We got to keep it moving. I'm looking at the... Listen, man. This track... Born to Rap, I'm going to sit with it more. But when you have songs like... Listen, this stretch with Born to Rap, Welcome Home, the Nipsey Hustle feature. Then Help Me. And then the, I didn't want to write this song.
1: You know, I didn't want to write this song. It's probably one of the best songs Game has made. I think that song's really good. And I think so is Welcome Home with Nipsey Hustle. That song is really good. Like... But if Game had tightened this album, I think, to about 14 to 15 tracks... I feel like then I might feel more of what you're saying. I think even 18. Because, no, nah, too much, too much. Because doctor doc- doc- is 18. There are strong but songs but, on d- there. But documentary you have the same feeling about. That's, to me, I think it's a classic because of the impact of what that meant for the West Coast rap at the time. But it's not a super strong listen and weak towards the end because it is. it gets weaker. And if Game had shorten that album by about four tracks... It really, really would be regarded even higher, in my estimation.
0: We we might not revisit we might revisit the you anything because our hip hop awards are coming for the end of the year.
1: Oh <laughs> lord! This is in your top five hip hop albums of the I'm, year. I didn't say that. Don't put words in my mouth. Oh, I, I will also let people know that is a, that's an a episode we have coming up, and we will be giving as you've followed us for the first two years. We will be having our hip hop awards Brian and I will pick out 5 best hip hop yes. albums a year, Versa our of the verse year, best verse of the year, our song of the year, yes. and we also will be adding this this year the song of album of the decade. What we think the album was of this decade cuz we're closing a decade obviously. So what do you think is the hip hop album of the decade? Oh, I have mine. I think it's pretty easy.
0: I have mine uh, and it's not as easy and I'm going to get a little pushback. All right.
1: Well, we'll see about I that. I won't get much pushback from you. Probably not. All right. Last for me. Mm -hmm. unpopular hip hop opinion. Yes. I was with my boys a couple weeks ago. We were chilling at this bar and we were talking about some albums and I talked about an album that I've always thought is a little bit (laughs) overrated. I think it's a little overrated. as a classic. I understand, I understand that this album, when it came out, I was probably about, I was 10 years old when this album came out. Oh boy. That's 1993 for those keeping score. (laughs) I understand the impact of this album when it came out, I understand what it meant, especially here in New York City when it came out. I remember my cousin was bumping this hard all day. Okay. Everybody was listening to this. Someone's listening to this podcast right now, and be like, "Dexter, you better not, you mother." <laughs> they're like, they, "Don't do it." They 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 could they could uh, feel feel that way. Come on, come on. They <laughs> could feel that way, and I think I think impact <laughs> matters in terms of a classic. Okay. I absolutely think impact matters. This album could drop I also think,
0: But I also think impact uh, could be overrated on popular hip hop. I, I, I think it can be too. Because impact is just like, you know, popularity essentially in I, some ways. I, I
1: want to, before because I actually want to make a comparison to another album, which I'm not, I, w- I remember if it came out the same year or the year after. So I was trying to look at this before I say this. Um, it came out. 1993.
0: No, you're right. It was 1993. It was later 1993. Okay, you know what album I'm about to say. Yes, yes. But it just didn't blow up right away because it didn't chart very high. It was an underground classic, and then it became like a cultural sort of classic. Got it.
1: The album I'm talking about, for people who who are wondering, Brian's Entered the 36 Chambers. The reason I say this. You think 36 Chambers is an overrated album? I think it's a good album. I don't think it's a great album in the way people m- make it say. I don't I don't think it's... Like, if I talk about some of the, this is this, this is in this 93 to 97, what many people call the golden era of hip-hop. Mm-hmm. I think there are much better albums than that album. Well, give me some. That have come out in that Name time. Something. Illmatic. I mean... That... Infamous. Midnight Marauders. And Low End Theory.
0: You're going to say Reasonable Doubt. Reasonable also.
1: Doubt. Ready to Die. Life After Death. Um... That was ninety seven, You're right? Did,
0: that
1: was, was it was say. written. I'm not as high in Richard. I know so that's I'm why you're thinking about it. Says a lot. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> I think it was written is better than thirty chambers. <laughs> I do. I do. So that's interesting. Yeah. So
0: I, you know I, what? Some people won't disagree because a lot of people think that that is as good as Zomatic. Let me the, let the
1: me let me be like. clear here about what I'm saying. Yes. Enter the 36 Chambers has some fantastic, great, all-time songs. Can it all be so simple? Uh, Great. Yeah. Probably, yo, arguably a top... uh, Yo, 25 to 30 hip-hop song. Cream. Definitely a top five Wu-Tang song. Fantastic. Yeah. Protect Your Neck. I love that song. You already know, that's that's in my lane. Like... (laughs) There's some songs though That I look back on this And I'm like And I've went and played This album through Bring the ruckus Yo am I really playing that again
0: Yo but you know what it is too This this is kind of Part of it was like The times And things like that But the sound doesn't really Hold up on a lot of these records That See here's the difference with
1: that I was literally just playing Illmatic the other night As I probably do About once a month I listened to New York State of Mind This morning Illmatic has that Sound of that era and another album I'm about to mention has a sound. That sound kind of kinda holds up though. But the sound holds up. And I agree with that. I think that's a great point about 36 Chambers through the album. There are some songs that really hold up. Like Cream still sounds good, or Can It All Be So Simple sounds good. Protect Your Neck sounds good. I think there's a song in this album that I think is extremely wildly overrated. And I remember oh, no. <laughs> having this discussion oh, no. on Twitter. Oh, no, no, I know what you're gonna say. I had this discuss- <coughs> excuse me. I had this discussion on Twitter because I think it was last year. Jamal Murphy, friend of the podcast, Nabate Isles, friend of the podcast, had brought up like they were ranking the best Wu Tang songs, and this came in the top ten. I was like, "This is not a top ten Wu Tang song. It's not." Are you
0: with me on this? It, it, I I listen. I will say this. I like this song. I like the song because it's fun. I do think I do think as a song though it's kind of overrated and I have not gone back to it much since I was in high school. Now,
1: it also it also kind of works with you because timing matters. The song I'm talking about is Method Man. Yes, I know it. It's the song that everybody, and I brought this up with my boys, and they thought I was bugging. They're like, nah, it's dope, yo. He's slow. And I'm like, really? Yo, he's spitting on that.
0: Method Man, I don't even think, likes that song. I remember hearing I could understand that why. before. I was like, but that was the big sort of single. I This is, this is a test of
1: time. And me. the beat is fire. I will say that. The beat oh, is fire. The beat is dope, but yeah. what, is, what is Method Man saying? And how hey, you get off my <laughs> see what people have to understand at that time was, and I think people got gassed by, was Method Man's delivery. So oh, at that yeah, time, yeah, yeah. nobody rapped like Method Man, so we had this delivery oh, but- that comes on this song that's really like, yo, what is this? And people weren't rapping like that, period. Like this is why this is why Illmatic is so good, because people weren't
0: really rapping like that even at that time. No, yet. You know what I mean? Like now, you've you've had a lot of that in what like me in my lifetime, I've had a lot of that. You know what I'm saying? At that point, Damn. even something like Method Man, maybe at 93, that was still
1: pretty intricate to some people, I guess. It, I mean, I won't call it intricate, and the reason I would not use the word intricate is because you have to look at the lyrics. I know. Hey, you, get off my cloud. You don't know me, you don't know my style. Who be getting flam when they come up in the jam? Here I am. I am the Method Man. <laughs> Patty cake, patty cake, hey, the method man. Don't eat Skippy, Jif or Peter Pan. Peter butter, because I'm not butter. In fact, I snap back like a rubber. Bam, be like Sam, Sam I am, and I don't eat green, green eggs and ham. Yo, yo, style, he would hit you wham, then goddamn, you'd be like, oh, shit, that's the jam. <laughs> you would be like, oh, shit, that's the jam. Yo, yo, if you just read the lyrics to the song, yo, it's not hot, man. Like, the lyrics to the song, yo, I think even Meth would go back and be like, yo, man, the lyrics are booty butt cheeks. I think he's probably said I don't know if he's ever lines. said this on the record, but, like, it, the beat is fire. Yeah.
0: Don't but, get me wrong. To your point about the general album, though, I'm looking at the track list now, Bring the Ruckus, that's not, you would think that I would love that song because you swear that I'm just very, very aggressive person. I don't, I don't really, like, I
1: skip I, that. I, you, see, you strike me as a, uh, as a, uh, uh, Wu-Tang Ain't Nothing to Fuck With, more kind of a person. Uh, it's just, but uh, it's not one of my favorite Wu-Tang songs.
0: Okay. My
1: favorite Wu-Tang
0: song is probably Triumph, but that's another discussion for another day. Um, Clan in the Front, you know what I mean? Wu-Tang, The Seventh Chamber, I skipped that a I lot. I can skip that. Uh, the Mystery of Chess box, and I actually do like that. I like you guys verse. It's okay. The um, I I like, goes, I like F with, But I mean, yeah, no, I get it Tears, Tears is a good song But uh, the sound doesn't really hold up the, Yo, there, there's <laughs>
1: there's songs that are like Really good on this But like I said, I could I, I could skip some stuff And so, there's way too it's, many skippers for a classic Do film? you still think it's Wu's best album? Oh yeah Oh wow, so oh, you, don't yeah. think, you don't think
0: Wu-Tang Clan is a classic then?
1: No, no, no Listen to what I'm saying I'm not saying that 36 Chambers is not a classic. Okay. I'm saying it's overrated in a hierarchy of classics that people put it in. But it is a classic. Yeah. Because, yo, because Impact. But it's a lower tier classic. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Which
0: is what, a 9 or 8.5 out of 10 or something like that?
1: I probably, I'm going to give it like an 8.5. Yeah, I don't think it's in that 9, 10 range. like, And I don't really give a lot of 8.5s in the classic. I think Impact, you never saw this many people in one group and this many different styles and the sound that it had and the impact on New York and hip-hop matters. So I have no problem with somebody calling the album a classic. I'm just saying, I don't think it's better than some of the albums I mentioned. And I brought up with my boys. I said, I'll, I'll take Mobb Deep's The Infamous over 36 Chambers. I will too. Any day of the week. I will too. I think it's a much better album. Production consistently is better. and Havoc is spitting. It, it's just- You know I'm a
0: big Mob Deep fan. Yeah. And it gives, it gives Brian the aggression that he loves.
1: Oh man! Yeah, but,
0: like, but I like, but yo, we gotta stop with this aggression stuff. I, I Are you, just were don't. You, think, were you
1: in Gerard How about you stop being aggressive? I'm not that aggressive though. So, okay. Do I look like? Uh, never mind. Y'all, I'm y'all right. have heard about angry. You, you know. Never mind. You already know. All right. Mind, and do you have another? Help? I'm probably gonna, gonna listen before.
0: to gonna listen to some more Alicia Cara on my way home. No, no, Alicia Cara. You, yeah, you gotta listen to some
1: jazz, man. We gotta mellow you out. Get you. Jazz, jazz is cool. Yeah, jazz is great. <laughs> don't speak about jazz like that. You know, we like to hook our listeners up from time to time, and we have a hookup for you today. So, for the listeners of the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30 day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. You can check out one of my favorite sports books, 40 Million Dollar Slaves The Rise, Fall, and Redemption. Of the Black Athlete by William C. Roden. That's available on audible.com with hundreds of thousands of other books that you can listen to today. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com backslash A-H-T-T. Again, that's audibletrial.com backslash A-H-T-T for your free audiobook.
0: We had a conversation. Um, at the time we we're recording this, uh, we had a conversation. I was covering a fight. Let's just leave it at that, right? So I was covering a fight. Uh, I te- Aggression. Yeah, I was covering a. Fight. <laughs> damn, damn! I rolled right into that one. <laughs> you did. Oh, okay. So we we had a discussion, uh, and I was talking about like, yeah, I was just telling Dexter because so I. I a couple of things at the event bothered me, and I'm not going to get into detail about that yet. That's another podcast for another day. We'll just be as diplomatic as possible. Um, Sometimes you don't like being diplomatic. I can tell it
1: bothers your soul. Yeah, but, but it does. I'm, I understand, <laughs> but but you, but you have to learn when. It, the, the, I'm learning when time to, and place. Yes, time as, and place. You matters. don't you don't want to ruin. Learn that as you get. You don't want to ruin a lot, matters.
0: especially someone like me, who's uh, who may or may not be, you know. You know, talking to a lot of new, different people with some things that may be in the works or may not. Yeah, be I in future. I, I, I get I, I, it. I I get it. That's the best way that I can put that, right? I get Without it. Without being so direct, but I was talking about how yo, I got very jaded very quickly by this industry, just in general. And we're we had t- this, we're talking about the sports media industry. Yeah, if we had this long and we not as long, but we've had conversations about this. And what I'm wondering is because it can happen very quickly. If you if you're not one of these people who wants to play the game. Now there are a lot of people who do. There are a lot of people who like to play along and, you know, sort of finesse things in certain ways. When you're not one of those people and when you want to be authentic and go about your business and be yourself, how difficult has it been for you and how difficult do you know it to be just in general to sort of navigate through when you're figuring all this out?
1: Well, I I think that I think that when you're a minority, you have these moments of especially in the workplace where you understand where where keeping it real can go wrong. <laughs> and you're trying to navigate Still and, learning that. <laughs> and move your way. To, so you have to learn, as somebody, I got some good advice from somebody the other day, you have to know when you have the equity to then be able to take the the steps and be able to use your voice when you need to as a minority in this media landscape. To answer your question, how hard has it been to do that? It's always been hard because... You're, you know, a lot of times, for us, black and Latino folks coming into the sports media space, you find yourself as the only one in a job. You still do. You still, <laughs> and it, and let, let me explain to people. And I was talking to a group of friends about this over dinner a couple of weeks ago. And we all work in different industries. It does not get any easier as you move up. Oh, great. In fact... The more you move up, the less of you, you will actually see. Even in 2019. In 2019, the more you well, move up, the more you move up, the higher you ascend mm-hmm. in your career. And this is for a lot of minorities in a lot of industry, the less of people that look like you do you see, which is sad. And I think when you're starting out, it's hard because you want to be authentic to yourself um, and do what you have to do. To me, the best way you can be authentic to yourself... Is to create your own platforms because then nobody can tell you what to do, what you can do nobody can tell us what we want to do or say on this podcast nobody can tell brian what he wants to do or say on his show that he's doing and especially and
0: especially don't tell me what's aware
1: right nobody can tell me what to do in terms of creating the content created whether it's sideline stories or whatever and so that's where i understand where the true freedom comes in that's how you build your brand that's how you build your stuff however what comes frustrating is you still have to navigate in the spaces of us. We obviously have to work for companies, other different people, and sometimes do things where- Work with companies. They don't work with, yes. Work with, with they don't look at it that way. I realize how clear that becomes. Don't care. They, <laughs> you have to learn how to navigate in those spaces and still do what you want to do, but also you got to remember you're creating for somebody else's dream. I think that for me- I was jaded by that until I started creating my own. Once I started creating my own, it doesn't mean those frustrations still don't arise with how sometimes other people want, but if I always know I have an outlet to create my own thing, yeah. I'm good because it doesn't I'm not as frustrated because I'm always like, "Oh, I've here, I could talk about this." You know what I'm saying? "I've here, I can do this. I can create this here." That does take a lot of money and resources though. Yeah, but I've learned that from experience. But here's 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 the way I look at it. Okay. It is and this is specifically For black and Latino people in this industry, it is like you're taking care of your mental health while in the industry. It is the way you have to do it and you're Mm. going to do it. Because if you do, because we have to understand there's a lot of trauma, there's a lot of stress dealing in these spaces where people don't understand you, where you come from, or you don't see any people at the top that look like you. So the thing that has been therapeutic for me, and I won't go into this story because many people have heard it on this podcast, you could go check out Side Hustle with Brian and listen to my story on there too. Episode 8, yes. There were people, and it was frustrating. I got jaded when people tried to block me and stop me. So, creating Backpack Broadcasting, who powers this podcast, the powers other content you've seen, that was therapy for me. That helped me. If I didn't have that, I wouldn't be sitting here, and on many fronts. But it's therapeutic because I always was like, okay, this this is my my safe haven. This is my space. When I'm editing a podcast, when I'm editing in a show, when I'm thinking about ideas or putting out stuff, we're doing highlights. It's therapeutic for me because I know I'm always doing something for me in the way I want. You got to find your therapy because you ain't going to find it in some of these jobs. Yeah, and I've also
0: learned with some of these jobs is that so a lot, in most cases, they're looking for someone to fill this role. They're not looking for you necessarily. There is a difference. Yeah, the,
1: qu- the quicker you learn that. Is the quicker you play the game, get your equity, and then move it into the way that you use and, the equity to make, and, make the game be the way you want.
0: And I want to explain that a little more because people have to understand companies, yes, like you said, they don't see it that way. When I say work with instead of work for and things of that nature, a That's lot of companies, they don't see that it. that way because they're looking to fill a role. There's maybe an application out or just in general, there's just some sort of opening at some place for X amount of dollars. They just want someone to fill that role there. That doesn't mean they're invested in you. Now, that can change upon your arrival, you know, depending on who's there and depending on how things go. But for the most part, (laughs) and it it could also get worse. (laughs) Oh, it can change the other way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But for the most part, yes, they're just looking for and this is not a knock on every single company ever because there are there. Look, there are some good companies out there that you can work and they'll care about you and things of that nature. They're harder to find. But for the most part, like, yes, there are some out there. So this is not just a general broad brush stroke across every single media outlet ever. But there are places that, yes, they're looking to fill an opening as opposed to let's figure out what to do with this person. Let's figure out what to do with Dexter, with Brian. How could we sort of develop uh, some sort of ideas, and we could all play to each other's strengths. Here, it's not always that same thing. I've been in probably both situations already. I feel like I've already been through a lot. <laughs> I've I've been through both situations already in different places. You know what I mean? So,
1: yeah. I mean, look. Uh, in terms of media, I think development is lacking. You know, we've had many discussions about media. We had it on a recent podcast. We even talked about certain things within the media with, with, with uh, Howard Beck. You know, when we had Christina Tapper up here, mm-hmm. I thought one of the best things she talked about was, you know, and she went through, went through some things in, in leaving her job and finding her happiness. And I think one of the things she talked about was in management, know, management, knowing, really wanting to develop, really caring about you as a person. What you will understand and what Brian is saying is, and I can say this from experience, freelancing, working full-time. Yeah. The good companies, the good people you freelance for, they They care about you in terms of you as a person and what you do. You're not just somebody just coming in to do a job. The companies that don't, I think those companies have bad culture. Mm -hmm. I think that it'll hurt those companies in the long run. I think a lot of companies, they skate by where they don't have to value that, but they don't realize that most of their employees – are not happy, yeah. right? You want to work for people, work with people, yes. where you are, you feel like, yo, they're going to go through a wall for you, you going to go through a wall for them. That's how it should be. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that's not how it is for a lot of people. If you can't develop people, if you don't spend the time to talk to them, if you don't empower them. Some people may sit there and be like, oh, Dexter, what do you know about this? No, I do know. The reason I know this is I used to work in a, a school, St. Francis College, where... I was in charge of younger people who were working under me so I learned a lot in that role about how to lead people I leadership was, I was one of those people what, yes what what, <laughs> what 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 how to you know tell people this and and empower those people to do great things and I feel confident in saying that I think a lot of those people who were in that position underneath me I empowered them to do great things. It was never me being a taskmaster or directive. I asked them how things were. I still talk to people today. How's your family? How are these things going on? How are you balancing your relationship? Because all that stuff matters. And I've worked in places where people don't ask you stuff like that. That's what Christina was talking about when she was sitting right there. Yeah. Those things are little things that matter. Those are the things that help you from being jaded because then you're in a situation where it's like, yo, this person cares about me. This person cares about developing me. Development and just care for human beings is such a lost art in many media companies because a lot of it is about pumping out the content and not necessarily caring about the people who are either creating or facilitating that content. And that's the problem. Again, you can't, if you're in a company like that, don't look for the hope in that company because chances are that company is not going to change just because you tell them to. Yeah. And in fact, the things that you do that might be against that, if you actually care about your happiness, they're probably going to push back on that. And that, what I'll say to people out there is the company's probably not for you. So I'm not saying, hey, go quit your job tomorrow because it's not – I understand people got to pay bills. But what I am saying is you got to make a choice at that point where you have to be like, yo, is this it for me? Does this affect my happiness? And how do I make – what's my exit strategy? and Christina talked about that too. So we're talking about this now people want to go back if you missed that episode, listen to that episode. I think that's 84. 84, I think that's 84. We listened to we talked about a lot of that. And she's coming back soon by the yes. way. Yes. But we know it's it's okay to it's okay to admit that you're jaded in this industry because oh, yeah. there are things that will do that. There are More so doing, this year. More I, so this year. I think before. you got to fi- I think you got to find your outlet in and the weird thing is like kind of creating your own outlet and whatever that is because when you create for yourself Side House was doing all right, and nobody nobody can kill that that's the place you can look back at that and be really proud of something you know I was sending real quick aside I was last week and you know why I was sending some links of some stuff that we had done to somebody and I was sending them and I was in a hotel room packing up to come back home from some place from work and I just had on these sideline stories we did. And I was like listening to in the background. I was watching this. I was packing. You know, I was really like, I hadn't watched some of them in a while. I was like, oh man, I'm really proud of that stuff we did. Even though we've done some of that stuff two, three years ago, it makes you happy that that's something that you created, that that's always mine. And I did it my way and with my people. By my people, I mean all the team of people that helped us work on these things. That matters. So for me personally, that's how I deal with it. You're always going to be jaded. And sadly, walking around as a minority in this world, you have a lot of reasons to be angry and jaded. Bruh. And working in the industry, there's a lot of reasons to be angry and jaded. That's not okay personally, and that shouldn't be happening, but it is the America and world we live in. So you got to find out ways to deal with it. it's just like anything else. You got to take care of mental health, physical health, your job health. So you got to figure out a way to take care of that. Did I leave you speechless? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man. Like it's 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 important. Like you have to figure out the ways to, to I think, really take care of that. Yeah, I mean
0: <clears throat> I will say this. That's also a problem in music in terms of lack of development. That was a point that you touched on earlier that I that matters. Um because now I don't know, like, has stuff really changed? Was it not like this before where people just wanted quick fixes and people weren't developing people? Because I get the sense that back in the day, not just music but in general. That one, I feel like there were more jobs available. Uh, Two, there were there was definitely more development going on. Like you saw artist development, and in media industry, you saw sort of um, I don't know talent development. I guess you would say, right? You saw more of those things that you're not necessarily seeing now because a lot of companies are just trying to do quick fixes, patch things up. Well, I think it's two. Fill these roles, like we
1: talked about before. I think it's two things, like. I do, there's undoubtedly there were more jobs back in the day across all industries and there probably was more development. There's
0: definitely more freelance jobs now. Hey, if you want to blog for a few hundred dollars a month, I can show you a few places.
1: Yeah, but but, so some people, it's weird because in things like that, people be like, well, there's more jobs, there's more openings and stuff for people to write, do stuff on camera. The, the, you're bringing up another point, which is, but at some point which the is, money matters. Which is, are they paying you, and that's a whole. Nother but at some thing.
0: like I, I, people will say that too, like yo, uh, you know, the money doesn't matter right away. Do this for
1: free. Do this for free. Just build up your. What, did I, did, up I, your what did I tell you? What did I tell you a long time ago? That is true to a point. Yeah, because there also there's a the point where it does matter, and there's a point where you know I always tell people when they come out of school, look. You getting in this industry, do what you can, grind to about, twenty. I'd say probably 25, 23 to 25. That's me. You probably can grind. And then when you hit that point, you'll be like, no, 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 I can't do this stuff for free anymore. Oh, I've already done that. Right. So it comes to that. What I was <laughs> going to say is the two things that I think, we got to wrap up. The two things that we have to look at in terms of jobs in this country, being and and especially media, is technology's changed stuff. Technology and media in a weird way has created more jobs but not necessarily more jobs that people want to pay which is your point and you're right about that yes
0: and 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 a lot of them full-time freelance oh we'll we'll we'll, we'll you know no benefits but we'll give yeah. you x amount or it's a lot of temps. A lot of places will be like, yeah. here, this is a fix. Another place where they don't want you, they just want to fill a role. Here's a six-month fixed term for X amount of dollars. Yeah, you come in, you fill this, you go. We give it to the next person because we don't have to make this a full-time thing because, God forbid, we provide somebody with health care, dental, and all that stuff, it, 401K, et cetera, et cetera,
1: In In the capitalistic society, we're in, it benefits the company to be like that. It does not necessarily benefit the people, and that's the problem. When that happens... So it appears in media that there's more jobs, but there really isn't more jobs that are sustainable for people to live off of, and that's why people keep moving also, from outlet to outlet. Also, every year. also, yeah. technology and a bit of capitalism has kind of cut jobs. So the thing that we have to look at in America, and this is kind of going in other places too. Every company is trying to do more with less. This is what has happened throughout the newspaper industry. This is also what's currently happening. People try to act like TV is immune from it, but it's not. This is happening in TV. Everybody's doing more with less. So there's a lot of, in my industry, reporting on camera, people are sometimes shocked that I'm one-man banding. One-man banding, for people who don't know, means is I shoot, edit, and I do all the reporting on my stories by myself most of the time. I would say 95% of the time I'm doing that. Um, That is a lot we talk in music about people who rap and produce right and it's rarely are there people who do both extremely really well Mm -hmm. when you're doing so many things it's going to take away from you doing one thing really well if i just had to report i probably would just be better because i could focus on the craft of reporting and because of that I have to seek and try to do, and I'm working on people with more development work so I can be better at my craft. If I just worked on editing, I'm just doing that. But because you have to do all three, there's three things you have to think about all at one time in doing it and make it great so you can be at a high level. Now, if you can do that well, it's good. But what people may not understand is it takes a lot of work to do that. What I'm saying is what happens then with that, you have workers that are more burnt out. Yeah. Yeah. Who yeah. are not you might think it's efficient, and you're paying less people. But what is that doing to your people that you have employed? They are now more burnt out because they're doing more than they ever had before. That's the thing in media. Jobs appear, appear that there are more jobs, but they're not really paying people to be sustainable. They're not. And people who are working the jobs are doing more than they ever had before. Because mm-hmm, some of that write, has been good,
0: right? Some of it. Take photos, do social. Some of media. that has been
1: good because it allows people to see and learn different things. But it does, I've always talked about this with older people in the industry, it does take away in some way from the stuff that people are doing. If you gotta go to the store and you gotta take pictures and you gotta write, you can't just focus on the quotes and watching the game, it's going to affect what you're doing. That's true. You yeah. can't do it at, a certain, at the same level. If you just had to write and only focus on the game, well, now you're laser-focused yeah. into that. And if you're one-man band
0: you're gonna be tired as
1: fuck. <laughs> like, when everything is done. But, the pe- but a lot of times, people don't, the companies don't but care about everyone, this. Whatsoever. Everyone,
0: as you said, Everyone wants to get as much as they can for as little as they can. That, Everyone wants to cost cut, not pay as much. And that's I, – I, what my concern is, I don't know if I see that changing. I don't know if I see it going the other way or sort of leveling out, balancing uh, out, going back to thing, the way I, things were
1: before. I, I don't – I here's what I think. I think that it's going to come to a burnout point. Because I, this is what I believe. Well, in. we're
0: probably close to that. Yeah, I, I think that. we're close to that. Because I, mental health now, yes, and that's a concern it's, it's, for a lot of people. And,
1: and I, I think, I think that there is a push. And I was talking with my fiance about this, and I know you're a big fan of this. There's, I think, there's a huge push to go to the four day work week. I think that will come in our society. Not ten hour
0: shifts a day, though.
1: There will be ten hour shifts. <sighs> but hey, look, look at the thing. Hold on. There studies have shown because people have done this already. If you you know, have, I
0: literally thought about this. If this you morning. have
1: the four, if you have the four-day work week, I think it's a four-hour work week. If you have the four-day work week, ten-hour shifts, people are way more productive. You know why? They're more productive because they still know that they have that. That you put some of your people on working, with Sunday through Thursday, and other people working like Tuesday through Sunday. People know that they're heading out. Think about how less stressed you are because you have you no, know, you have a day where you can go handle your errands. Yeah, go do stuff you need to do along with your regular weekend. Yeah, people would mu- trust me. You don't even think about it. You'd be much more willing to work two hours a day, f- to work one less day a week, and know that you have a full day stress free that you can be like, okay, now this day to take care of stuff I need to. I I agree. I people are people are moving towards better work management. People are fighting for it. Yeah. People are rebelling against the system. Yeah. Studies, as younger people come into workplaces, they say, Yo, this doesn't work. Five days working, 40 hours. No, a week. but that's the thing, work.
0: and we discussed this on like episode forty two or whatever it was. That I here's the thing. I agree that four by ten is better than five by eight. Oh, definitely. But is. I think shifts are stupid. Period. Uh, like I think shit like I think you having to, having to absolutely no matter what fill this time void from 7 to 5 as opposed to which should be the main objective getting work you your work done, done yeah. and then being done with it like that that's ass backwards that's hustling backwards I agree I agree like, with Like I you. think cuz that's another point that's another part of where Companies just want to fill a void, as supposed to be invested in you. Good. If they want to fill a void, then they will be like, "Listen, you have to sit here, do what you have to do from seven a.m. to five p.m., ten hour shift, and then you know go home, do what you got to do." As opposed to, "Look, we're invested in you. Come in here, just do the work. Let's see what we can do today. Let's get after it. All right, we're done for the day. We'll pick back up tomorrow. Go home."
1: I think that I think that you're going to see, and this is kind of getting another place. You will still always – the need for shifts will exist because so many things in finances work around business in the stock market. So you're always going to have to have things that are in that 9 to 5 time well, frame. I'm
0: talking about more cre- – like probably creative more – yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think Media and things, things like
1: that. I think in media and creative stuff, there will be that shift. That's the place I'm hopeful for it. Yes. There will be the shift where people will say – in fact, that what they're going to say is our four to 10 – our four 10-hour shifts a week – are this arbitrary thing that we have. It's only in place to make sure that we ensure you have a third day off during the week. Yes. That's all that it means. Yes. It doesn't really mean that you have to do it. So if companies do that and they're like, hey, and you, you come in these as long as you finish your work in these hours, we don't care. That's it. But it's just the structure to have that you ensure you get that third day. Yeah. That's what I'm concerned about. Give me that structure to ensure you have the third day. If those 10 hour shifts or whatever the time range of that is arbitrary and you do what you gotta do in that I agree with you. That's how it should be. That's what should matter. Yeah. I think younger, forward-thinking companies, more media companies are going to move to that. And I do so – it, it's funny. That's one of the things I'm hopeful for in our industry. I think as people fight for that, that's going to happen. So and this I think will be fine.
0: And this is where I think millennials should get some credit because our generation just thinks of things differently than where traditionalists don't. Yeah, right? well – and this is where, like, these things don't get pushed unless we just sort of wake up and we're like, you know what, no, let's just try this. I think, let's it's, try I, something else. I
1: think every generation has always been pushing. I just think this, this, the millennials, our generation has pushed more into, yo, there needs to be action. Like, why are we still continuing this trend? That yeah. is stupid. There's always been nudging. There's always been people doing that. But I think there's really more of a stronger force in being that. And I'm, I think the next generation is going to take that even further. But we'll see. M- main thing is, you can work in media and it is. We talked about this before it is hard as a minority, but you can't let them win. You gotta find your space. You gotta find your happy place and you gotta keep growing. I try I try to tell that to a lot of young minorities coming to this industry. Some of it is hard. You gotta keep grinding. You gotta find your space and you gotta create. Cause when you create for yourself, can't nobody take that from you. Like we are doing right here. A Hard to Tell Podcast yes. episode 101, Uh, hit us up, let us know 102, 102, I'm sorry, I'm, yeah. I was messing up here 102, can't get those numbers wrong Please let us know some of your unpopular hip-hop opinions With Brian, are we bugging, Is Eminem uh, Have the greatest discography of all time Is 36 Chambers uh uh The classic that you think that it absolutely is Let us know about that, also let us know what you think about The industry, are you, if you're a media person Are you working in media, are you jaded sometimes too Let us know, hit us are up Are you having
0: to be a freelancer as opposed to you know, Having a stable situation Yeah
1: Stabilities. we can go we too. can that's go, we can go
0: to therapy together yes
1: <laughs> hopefully this was therapeutic for you as it was for me to even talk about it all right so that's it we'll wrap please uh follow us on social media at ahtt podcast uh subscribe on uh apple apple podcast spotify be sure to leave a comment rate and review us that always helps also check out our survey also check out our sponsorship uh with audible you get that free trial you can check that out as well too that is it for episode 102, special thanks to our producer, Joy Nickin. She handled everything today behind the boards. For Brian Fonseca, I'm Dexter Henry. Yeah. Until next time, y'all. Peace. <laughs>